You know how that goes, man. Got with the system and all that. Yeah, I was just reading what it says. Uh, <laughs> no, no, th- this is the fucked up part. Because there's 10 cases in here. Yeah. And it says 300 total milligrams. Yeah. But then it says 10 milligram THC doses. So, right. like, how is it, like, that should be makes 30. no sense. Per- exactly. Yeah. But then it says that one dose is supposed to be a third of a piece of candy. And mm. it's like, who eats, like, a, no, but a small... I've, I've heard that before, though. You got to eat, like, a piece of it. Because yeah, I don't if like you that. eat the whole thing and it kicks in and you're not ready for it, it's all bad news. I'd think. rather have that trip than, <laughs> than restrict myself to eating. Like, imagine, like, if I give you a Starburst, it's like, oh, but only bite off only half bite of it half and then put the other half in your pocket for I know, I, I've tomorrow. never listened to those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually just eat the whole thing and deal with the consequences later. But that's, that's why I get, like, real, real deep. <laughs> Real deep. <laughs> have you ever trained high? Um, I haven't trained high. I we, actually, we I, I had, I had a, I had a, um, I had a, uh, a pin. You know the oil. Yeah, it, yeah. So I, I, that was the highest I've ever been. But you know, it's a different type of high than than a flower or edible. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. It, it wasn't that bad. I haven't done that yet. I haven't <laughs> done that shit. It, it, I heard it helps you focus up real good. I want to do a, a CBD. Depends. Um, CBD doesn't really really affect you too much. I mean, it's it's more relaxing. You know, yeah. That, that's why I need that though, because sometimes I just need to just be like, you know, you know what's funny? Shit. Archie Moore used to take take a shot of rum before he trained and before he before before most of his fights, he used to take a shot of rum. That shit is crazy, and that relaxed him apparently. That shit is crazy, man. I can't. Can you imagine drinking before a fight? <laughs> I, I I can't. I mean, a shot probably wouldn't hurt me though. A shot, a shot. Yeah, I mean, it hits. A, sh- a shot might might amp me up a little bit. I don't think it would. I'm hurt a lightweight me. when it comes to alcohol, though, so it's <laughs> it's a little different for me. Yeah, like yeah. like weed maybe, but like I, I could I could take like three edibles and be like fine yeah. for the day. Yeah. But if I take just a little sip of whiskey, yeah, I'm I'm. I'm done. Matter man. of fact, I might try that. I might try a shot. A shot before? I, I might try a shot. The old mongoose, man. Yeah. <laughs> try to do like do the old mongoose. before sparring before you. I, I yeah, might yeah. try. Before you try to do that. If, like, if, we, go to, if we go to like a gym where they trying to kill us, <laughs> then I'm going to take a shot. Do it before just you go so to like Gleason's or John's <laughs> yeah. or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we go to John's gym when they try to kill us, I'm going to take a shot just so I could be on any level. Word. That you might be the move. That it, might be the move. Shit. It might be, man. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for listening. Uh, this is another episode of Super Upper Punch, and uh, the other voice that you hear right now is my boy Ronnie Love. Say what up, Ronnie? Yo, what's good, man? What's good, everybody out there? How y'all doing, man? <laughs> uh, you know they can't respond. To yeah, you, I, know, right? I know. I know. <laughs> they can you... respond to themselves, and then I guess you know we could go off that. <laughs> you ever done a podcast before? I've never done a podcast. Uh, all right, but um, I've always wanted to. I've had an idea about it, but I never really dived into it. So thank you for inviting me. No problem, man. No problem. Thank you for coming on, man. I know we were trying to get this going for a little bit. For a minute, man. For a minute, bro. Yeah, man. But but thanks for coming on. So uh, before we uh, start getting into the nitty gritty, why don't you tell everybody what your martial art or combat sport is of choice and uh, how you got started in it. Okay. Uh, My combat sport of choice is boxing, the sweet science. Um, I kind of... I've been in I've been around boxing my whole life, but I've always wanted to play football, so I was mostly concerned about football, football, football. My what favorite um I played cornerback and I played wide receiver and safety. I played safety in college, I played corner in college, and I played wide receiver in uh 
in high school. Mm. So, um, you know, I've always been I've always been around boxing. My mom was the first uh, female and black uh, promoter in New York State. Oh, shit. Um, she put on a boxing event in front of the Harlem State Building. Yeah. Um, that was free. She had uh, she had uh, who did she have out there? She had. Jackie Frazier, she had um she had some she had some vicious people on her on her card on her uh her little stable of fighters. She had a lady named uh Vicious Veronica Simmons who uh Layla Ali was scared to fight at the time. Um Veronica was this was a CEO at Rikers at the time. So she was pretty tough. I was around ten at the time. Um when I was younger, uh, a guy named Stefan Johnson who who passed away um, from ring complications. He was a pro. He actually fought Roy Jones in his second fight. Mm. Um, he helped raise me when I was when I was a kid. So I was always around boxing. Like I was around people like Joe Frazier and, and Don King. They used to call him, my mom the, the Don King of women's boxing. Mm. So um, I was kind of always, always around it. Um, my trainer uh, who kind of started me was uh, Bobby Miles, and he trained Iran Barkley, and that's how I know Iran and all these other guys. So um, after I graduated college, um, you know, it was kind of hard finding jobs and things like that. So I kind of was looking to get involved in different things, you know, trying to see what what uh, caught my interest or what kind of picked up. So um, my mom wound up opening up a farmer's market in Harlem called Soha Square. Um, oh, that's your mom? Yeah. So her market was called Soha Square. Um, Soha is, it means star. So she was trying to do it as called the Star Harlem. Um, she was receiving a lot of backlash for all the gentrification and things like that. So she kind of had to explain that Soha is actually a Muslim name that means star. But long story short, um, I wound up reconnecting with Bobby uh, because he lives in the area and he happened to see the market and me and Bobby used to talk about boxing all the time talk about boxing all the time so then one day I say Bob you know what I think I want to box and Bob say ah you don't want to box man you just <laughs> stick to your marketing degree and you know you know one of those stories so um and I said no Bob I'm serious so he said all right when I come back that's from how you VA, can tell he didn't want you to get hit like he's, he's a nice kid exactly. we don't want to fuck up his brain exactly <laughs> exactly so he's, he said all right when I come back from VA um we'll see and I'll bring you to the gym. So months passed. Um, this was after I graduated school. He he came back. Then he uh, he said, all right, you ready, Ronnie? And he brought me to the gym. And the first day, um, we went to a gym called El Barrio. It was actually um, in Harlem. It was a very small gym. Um, they wound up closing down, so we didn't actually start there. Where we wound up starting at was Morris Park. Mm. Um, shout out to Aaron Davis. and Superman. Superman Aaron Davis and Sway and all those guys up there. Uh, George Arias, he, he's a heavyweight. Um, shout out to all those guys up there. So we that's where we started at. Um, and I kind of knew it was for me because when I went up there, the very first day I went to hang my my jacket and things up. And where I happened to hang my jacket at, it was a picture of um, of Stephon Johnson who passed away when, when I was younger. It was a very small picture that said R.I.P. Stephon. So I kind of took that as a sign. Mm. And ever since then, I've been full force with it. So when I started it, um, I didn't have all the equipment because, you know, when you just graduate in college, you don't really have a lot of money. It's a lot of things <laughs> you're going through. So another sign that it was for me, I used to do a lot of freelance work. Um, so 
uh, this lady I used to work with who used to give me a lot of assignments, she called me and she said, hey, Ronnie, um, I got a company here um, called Everlast. Have you ever heard of them? Uh, of course I've heard <laughs> of Everlast. But she didn't know. She didn't know. Um, she doesn't know I box or anything. So I played the call. I said, yeah, I've heard of Everlast. And she said, oh, okay. Well, they're moving their offices and they need somebody to come and set up their computers and things. So I said, oh, okay, I'll come down. So I went down there. The lady that I happened to be reporting to, her name was actually Ronnie as well. So that was another sign there. So I said, okay, somebody's trying to tell me something here, right? <laughs> so uh, long story short, we wound up setting up the computers. And when the, on the last day when I was leaving, they said, hey, Ronnie, do you need anything for boxing? Matter of fact, you can take everything. So they were throwing out all their boxing equipment and oh, everything. Shit. So I went from having no boxing equipment to having everything the full set that, you could, that, you could, that you could need. Things boxes don't even need that I had <laughs> that were like prototypes. And ever oh, since then. Oh, they gave you like the good shit then. They gave me everything. Damn. Everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so after that, it was just the rest is history, man. And we just kept it moving. Damn, man. That's, 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 that's quite the journey. Listen, man. It definitely is quite the journey. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, my plans are to go pro this year. Um, so like I said, it's a grind. It's a slow grind, but it is, <laughs> it's, it's going to be worth it in the long run. You yeah, know what man, I'm saying? I feel you. Yeah. So we, we know each other from a gym in Harlem. Uh, we, we won't say oh, the man. name. Or, oh man, or, no, no publicity to, to people that don't deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. We won't <laughs> say the name of the coach or the name of the, uh, of the gym. Yes. But, uh, suffice to say it was, uh, interesting experience. It, very, very. Yeah. To yeah. say the least. Um, so just to, to, I've, I've mentioned this story a couple of times on the podcast, but just to kind of bring it in when I went there, it was, uh, about a year and a half ago, Mm -hmm. maybe, oh no, about two years ago now. And, uh, it was marketed as an MMA gym at the time. Mm. And uh, there was another coach that was there. Mm. We also will not name. We will not name he who must not be named. Yeah, he, he, any, uh, any Harry Potter fans out there, he, <laughs> he, he who must not be named. <laughs> and he balled too, so it, yeah, he, like, yeah. it works, it works, it works. <laughs> so uh, he ended up dipping, and it turns out to be there was some like shady dipping going on. Very shady, yeah, shady circumstances he dipped off. So, yeah, and then uh, the other coach that was there, I ended up fighting, and he didn't show up, right. And so Birds I, of a feather, we should have known. But. Yeah, we should have known. And then the same thing happened to you. You had yes. fights, and he didn't show up. Yes. Except you had two, two or three fights. I had, I actually had two fights. So in the first fight, actually, was it three? It was probably three. So in the first fight, we got a bye. Um, he didn't. He he shows up making an excuse, um, pretty much because we had another kid from our our gym that signed up for the tournament. This this is the ringmasters that happened this year. So we had another kid from our gym sign up for the tournament. The ringmasters, which used to be the gloves, which used to be the golden gloves, but uh, they changed it to the ringmasters, which is a fucking shame, a crying shame. Every <laughs> other state has golden gloves, but the most popular state that started the golden gloves, the Daily News golden gloves, we had legends fighting in the Daily News golden so gloves many. for ninety years, and they shut it down. But that's another story. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was another kid from our gym. He's fighting in the uh, in the, in the tournament, and um, you know this was opening day at Club Amazora. Uh, we showed up, 
And long story short, the coach didn't have his book. So, uh, you know, he he tried to blame it on Sonya, whatever the case may be. So, uh, Sonya from uh, U.S. Metro Boxing. Right. Yeah. Sonya, she heads USA, USA Metro Boxing. She does a good job, by the way. But um, he tried to blame it on Sonya and whatever the case may be. Um, the kid wound up fighting anyway. He actually lost um, to no fault of his own. Maybe if he would have had a coach in this corner that he was familiar with, he probably would have won. Maybe. Maybe, but that's that's another story. But like I said, he, you know, I, I spoke to the coach. The coach said, oh, no, Ronnie, you know, when we get when your fight comes, we're going to have this stuff ready. Next fight came. And let me just pause you for a second. For those of you that are listening that don't know what he means by he didn't have his book, when you are – fighting under USA Boxing. As a fighter, you need to have a little booklet that's basically like your passport right. to be able to fight. Right. As a coach, you need one as well. Right. And that one, I think it costs more money. Right. It's like $140. Yeah, yeah. $140. Not a huge amount of money, but, you know, nothing insignificant, though, mm-hmm. too. But if you're a coach, you can't corner a fighter. You can't be at the side of the ring. You could be in the stands, you could be in the crowd or whatever, but you cannot coach your fighter if you do not have a book. Which and is problematic because, as you can, I'm sure you guys can imagine, it's people yelling from everywhere. So yeah. you can't hear your coach um, no matter how many times you trained with him. Um, and it's just, it's just crazy. So long story short, he was supposed to have his book. He didn't have his book when we went to fight at Work Train Fight, which is another great gym. Um, I love the guys over there. They're, they're a bunch of good people. Um, they have open sparring over there in case anybody was interested. That is a great gym. Shout out to uh, what's what's homeboy's name? I had it over here recently. Uh, uh, Donovan? No, nah, no, nah, not him. Not him. Uh, shit. It's, Anthony? Uh, no, it's not Anthony. It's a couple people over there. That's, that's good Anthony people. Anthony or Chris or something like that. But it, they're, they're good guys. Yeah, they're good guys. They actually have a really good program there, too. They do. Yeah. They do. So, uh, you know, we went there. He, he then he, uh, based, first of all, I knew he wasn't ready because he came in the in the in the locker room with a cup of wine. So I said, okay, this yeah. this is this is not. I didn't tell you that part. Oh, but this this was not how I perceived a coach to be behaving oh, before God. before fight time. This is war time, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious. This ain't this ain't game here. So, um. At that point in time, I started to judge, it, was this guy ever really a fighter? You know, a lot of things started to become a little clearer to me. But um, luckily, we got a Biden, and we didn't have to fight. Um, we went to the semifinals, and we fought a guy in the local nine. So the local nine is a union, union building. Uh, the guy was from the union there, uh, a bunch of electricians there. So we fought in a building that hold, held about 1,500 people. Um, everybody was against me, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I showed up to the fight on the train. Training was not there. Everybody, all the fighters were in the dressing room with their trainers and everybody sitting down and working over game plans and things like that. My coach, quote unquote, comes in, comes in at 6.30. Okay, the fight is supposed to be there by five. He comes in at six thirty, um, and he's kind of flabbergasted and acting starstruck um, because Lil B Hop was in there. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Lil B Hop, but he's an an up and coming prospect. Um, what is he? He might be like ten and zero right now, fourteen and zero. I don't know what his record. Well, is. Well, he, he's a he's a boxer, 
I'm Lil B Hop. Um, where was he training? Atlas Cops and Kids, which is another great program. Down in um, Flatbush. Down yeah. there. You guys can train for free if you're interested in, in going down there, if you guys didn't have the money. You're under 18. Right. Uh, very important distinction <laughs> to make. <laughs> under some 18. Some 30-year-old dude showing up. It's like, you know, trying to fight for free. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, you know, he was like, oh, Lil B Hop is in there. And there was a couple other amateurs in there, um, big national amateurs, um, like uh, Shoo Shoo and... Uh, couple other guys in there he was like oh shoot shoot yeah, be i'm like look dude we fighting we about to yeah, fight yeah yeah it's war time we we didn't we not concerned about them because we <laughs> do the same thing they do you know so um bobby used to tell me all the time he would get super frustrated at his fighters because when ali muhammad ali when ali used to walk in the gym and these guys would stop their training to say oh oh ali's here bobby would be like what you do the same thing he do. You both just box. He you might be better box. at it right now, but yo. The, you both box. Yeah. So focus on what you got to do instead of who this person is or who that person is. So long story short, God was acting like a fan. He tried to, um, I guess he said, oh, he was going to work the corner. He couldn't work the corner because he didn't have his stuff ready. Uh, this guy had more than six months to have his stuff ready. He didn't even know where to get gauze and, and tape from, and that's to wrap your hands up. He let somebody else wrap my hands, um, and then they kicked him. Basically, they, they told him to wait downstairs um, because he couldn't wait where the fighters was because he didn't have none of his credentials. So I was pretty much up there by myself, shadow boxing, trying to get ready and, and do the things I do to stay cool, stay relaxed. Stay warm, you know, just things that I've seen other fighters doing pretty much. And um, when we wound up fighting, he was actually supposed to get a guy named Elliot Ness, who who has a lot of a lot of fighters. He trains out of Mendez uh, downtown, Mendez Boxing Club, who has a lot of fighters. Um, Orvel Cooks, Crooks, who's who who just won the National Golden Gloves. He won the Ringmasters this year in one seventy eight. Um, he has a good stable of fighters. He has a ton of good fighters. Yeah, too. yeah. But he um, he couldn't work my corner because he had to go, and you know it wasn't a it wasn't a ride back for him. So he couldn't work my corner, and my fight was the last fight. So long story short, I wound up fighting by myself. When I got out there, my my coach tried to my coach quote unquote tried to give me last minute pointers <laughs> while I was walking to the ring. So we had we had. We were supposed to be there at five. I wound up fighting at ten. Damn. Man. And you give me you trying to give me pointers fifteen seconds. Before you walk into before the ring. I walk into the ring. Fifteen seconds. Yo, like, oh yeah, faint him and then do this and do No, no. We not we not doing that. It would have been better for him not even to just Don't show don't up. even yeah, talk yeah. to me. Why <laughs> why are you even talking to me, bro? God damn. Why are you man. talking to me? So, you know, we 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 held our composure. We tried to hold our composure. Um and we got out there, and we just did the best we can do. Um, I didn't fight anywhere how I normally fight um, because I, I guess I was kind of frustrated. And basically, I was just trying to knock this guy out and get it over with. But when you boxing, that's not how you go about, uh, you know, the sweet science pretty much. That's not how you go about it. And, you know, I wound up losing on the, on the cards. I didn't, I didn't get knocked out or anything like that. Um, but it wasn't a performance that I was proud of. Yeah, so, I remember uh, before I knew everything had happened to you, the same thing happened to me. Right. I saw the fight online because uh, <clears throat> Pug Life Chronicles, they live stream all of the Ringmasters right. tournament. Right. So I saw that shit and I'm like, 
man, Ronnie used to whoop my ass in the gym. <laughs> what the fuck is happening now? Like, this is not how he fights. So I was like, is he nervous or something like that? And then at a certain point, uh, they, they cut to the corners in between rounds, and I see some other guy, so not who our coach, not so who speak, our coach, was, so yeah. to speak, was. So they had, they actually had a had an open class fighter work in my corner, and um, they had a guy named Ryan O'Leary work my corner as well. But I is mean, he, is he from Champs? He's from Champs up uptown, and I mean, he doesn't really know me. You know, what I'm saying he doesn't know me at all per se. He doesn't, doesn't know, know how, how you I fight. fight. Yeah, he doesn't know anything about me. But he was uh, he was kind enough to to work the corner and just give me water and things like that. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I, I was thankful for that. But at the end of the day, the guys that that or supposedly supposed to be training you are supposed to be in the corner. And if you don't have the same level of commitment as your fighters do, then you shouldn't be coaching them at all. You know, uh, we shouldn't have to beg you for pad work. Uh, we shouldn't have to beg you to take us around to spar at different gyms. You know, it was pretty much like we were training ourselves in there. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, that's not how any, how it should went. So like, like I said, you know, we, we, we fought, you know. Um, when I watched the, when I watched the fight online, they they really didn't mention it. They didn't say anything about the guy who beat me. They were just talking about me the whole time. Yeah. So that that says a lot, um, and the potential that they may have seen in me. Um, and you know, because they saw that you were determined, they saw that you were tough, but they also, <clears throat> I don't think they had seen you fight before. No. So they, their first uh, image of you was just like a brawler. And yeah. I'm like, that's not how you fight. No, that's not how I fight at all. So, I mean, like I said, you know, we're we going to keep going. Um, I'm trying to get a, get a good, solid team together so we can hurry up and uh, get out these amateurs. And uh, pretty much because the amateurs are just collecting trophies, man. And it really makes no sense to just to get your head beat in and <laughs> be shot for just to collect trophies. I mean, we don't even get water we don't get free water at these events that our family comes to pay for and comes to see us mm -hmm. it wouldn't be any 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 fights if it wasn't for the boxes and we don't get free water yeah the the amateur uh lack of pay water is is something that's yeah lack of any compensation is ridiculous. We we I mean a we can go about that in, into like every sport. I mean like they That's talk true. about it with like college like sports like college like football Very and basketball true. the most. But I mean hey, it happens in boxing and, and I think it's worse than boxing actually. Bo we may be we may be the hoes of of all sports. <laughs> we may be the hoes of all sports, okay? It might be worse. It might be. It what might do be we worse. get? Concussions. Concussions. <laughs> Memory loss. That's what we get. CTE. Okay. And maybe a shot at an Olympic medal. That's about it. Maybe. If, if you really, 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 really good. And the medal is gold-plated, by yeah. the way. So, <laughs> so I you mean. You get one of those gaudy-ass rings if right. you win the ring master. And I can't pawn that. <laughs> they don't want that. What is that? 10 carat? 10 carat that, something? That shit was one of the most frustrating things horrible. when I first saw the ring. Oh, man. Because it used to be, when it was golden gloves, you get the, the chain. With the actual pair of golden gloves, and it had a, it had a diamond in it, right? <coughs> Excuse me. The golden gloves was actually real gold. Yeah, it wasn't gold plated. It was actually real gold. So it the, looked nice. It looked like something it looked that nice. you wanted. It looked yeah. like something you wanted. You know what I'm saying? Even something you would wear around your ring. Now they're giving away high school rings, and I don't. I yeah, don't even yeah. Know what it looks is. like a class it ring. Looks like a class like, ring, but like a really bad one, like something that you would expect, like. 
an Italian like mobster to wear. Horrible. Like, <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, yeah. Ugly, ugly as shit. So yeah. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I mean, I would love to kind of change the way things work. You know, but uh, you know, my mom used to say a phrase all the time: when you're in Rome, you have to do as the Romans do. Yeah. Right. So we have to abide by these rules and things like that. And maybe when we get out, we can change it for the boxes coming up. You know, but um, any any young fighters out there um, listening to this podcast, I would say that you guys have to keep your health um, in the forefront of everything you do. So always remember that it's not about collecting these trophies and these medals that really don't mean anything. These these are just these are just things to pacify you. So that, you know, you don't complain about the lack of things that you're not getting because these guys, they're, they're selling out these amateur shows and they're making so much money on you guys. And to give you what? A medal? Yeah. And say congratulations? I mean, that's if you're really um, in it for the long haul. Like right. you, your, your plan is to go pro. Right. So it makes sense why you would be frustrated with the current model right. as is. Right. Uh, for somebody like me and for a lot of other people who are like, this is something that I like. I do want to be competitive in it, right. but I have no aspirations of going pro. Right. This is something that that works. But at the same time, it could still work a lot better. Right. It definitely could still work a lot better. For starters, with water. <laughs> give me, <laughs> give me water. <laughs> give me a metro card. Why do I have to take my five fifty? Yeah. To go to your event, and on top of that, I have to pay. To, to go to every other amateur boxing event, I have to pay. That's some I'm real a fighter. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I have a book under your, at least say like, oh, you could. All amateur fighters, you should be able to go to any any amateur fight for free. Yeah. If they even said, okay, uh, you can go to them, but only the ones in your area. So if right. you're in Red Metro Division, then yeah, or Adirondack Division, you could just go to those. Right. Even that would be better than, right. now nah, you just got to pay. Right. Like, what the fuck? Right. They, I mean, they don't care. You know, like I said, we the holes of the sport. Yeah. We the holes of the sporting industry. Okay, um, that's why I got so much respect for Floyd, because Floyd won in the sport that's meant for you to lose. He won in every category that's meant for you to lose. Mm-hmm. Boxing is meant for you to lose, even record wise, health wise, or financial wise. And Floyd has won in every sport. We're not saying he's the best boxer ever. I'm not saying he's TBE. I don't necessarily agree with that. You guys can argue me down. I'll give you my Instagram. You're wearing a money team shirt, though. So I, I got a money team shirt. <laughs> and hat, too. I got a hat on right now, too. But I'm not saying he, he's <clears throat> I'm not saying he's he's TBE, right? I'm not saying he's TBE. But I do respect. He is the best ever in terms of the business of boxing and demanding what his worth actually was. He's a draw, man. Right. And Floyd and doesn't. Floyd doesn't. He doesn't let anybody dictate what his worth is. And that's something that I think that everybody can 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 learn from pretty much and take advantage of at, at all levels of sports. Mm-hmm. He doesn't let anybody dictate what his worth is, you know? So that's my opinion on that. Uh just to to put a button on the uh the story you're talking about with the trainer. Right. So what happened after that? So you fought, you lost the decision and then what happens? Did you have that? Uh, did you have a conversation with him right after, or the next day, or what? What exactly happened? So I fought. I lost the decision. I got out the ring. He was there. He said, "All right, I'm gonna see you later." He left. He did not have any water for me, ladies and gentlemen. This <laughs> guy was horrible. You can see 
I'm concerned about water. That's that's what I need. I'm definitely concerned about it. But he didn't have. That's any the way to Ronnie Love's heart, man. Water. Get him some. Give water. me some water, okay? Get you don't the, gotta give me nothing but water. Get him the good shit too. Give him some Evian. <laughs> give me give like me that. some Essentia, okay? Essentia. That was a plug-in. I need I need a couple cases <laughs> delivered to my new address, okay? But anyways, um, you know my mom was there. She was she was super upset of of how things went because she expected people to be in my corner that was supposed to be in my corner, but they wasn't there. So my mom was upset. Everybody was upset. Um, I got back to the gym. Um, I spoke. I spoke to a couple people about it, um, and then I waited a couple days later and I spoke to the trainer about it. Like, yo, dude, where where was you? Why don't you have your your shit together when you basically said before I even signed up for the tournament I said I'm not signing up unless you have your book unless you have your passport and um he said no 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 I'm gonna get it and he never had it so I said yo I, what was that about and he said oh so you trying to basically blame your loss on me you know what I'm saying he was basically saying if you're trying to if I'm trying to blame my loss on him and at that point, um, it, it could have been it could have been Ali versus Frazier, except he's he's nowhere near Frazier, so it would have been it would have been a, a slaughter in there. But you know, I I I, I kept my composure. And I was like, all right, cool. That's that's how you feel. But that even made it more clear to me that he never fought before. Because mm-hmm. as a fighter, if you fought before, you would know how important it is for the people who supposedly were training you supposed to be in your corner. Exactly. And, and to to have some type of accountability as a coach. We're not looking for moral support. My family was there for moral support. My friends were there for moral support. We are looking for coaches' support. And for you to say to a fighter who who not only looked up to you as a as a trainer, but but as somebody older than him who could kind of guide him. Maybe if he knew something about the fight game, uh, for you to say that to a fighter, that's 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 like the lowest of the low mm-hmm. lowest things you can say to a fighter, and he shouldn't trust you after that. You know what I'm saying? So after that, that was my last time in the gym, and um, I remember di- didn't you have a a conversation of 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 kind of he pretty much said the same sort of yeah. shit to me. Uh, yeah. Except the difference between you and me is he actually showed up to the fights for you. And he just was like, oh, I can't coach you. I don't have my book or whatever. Right. For me, he just ghosted completely. Right. Nobody showed up from the gym. So it was just my family, friends. Actually, Lance was there. Uh, you know, he brought his girl too. So it was like, I, I got I got the support, the emotional support, like you said, but nobody in the corner. And the dude that they gave me didn't speak no English. No English. No English. <laughs> and my Spanish is not as good as it needs to be. So he's speaking to me and I'm like, whatever, man. Like, I'm just going to do the best that I can. Right. Yeah. And right. And I actually seen that fight. You did, you did good. Yeah, did yeah. Good. That kid was trying to take your head off, man. Yeah. I, and it, it was, he was clearly bigger than me. Yeah. I, I need to be at 152, not 165. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into that locker room. I was like, these are 165ers? What the fuck? <laughs> And then I weigh in, and I realized that my scale had been, like, fucked up. So I was actually, like, closer to, like, 161 than 165. That's crazy. So That's crazy. I was already even smaller than what I should have been. And then on top of that, I gave him the extra four pounds. And, man, 
it was it was bad news. I mean, the level of immaturity that it takes for a grown man to not hold accountability, yeah, is is amazing. It's really it's really amazing to me. Like he he really tra- he really treated us like Tinder dates. He just ghosted us. Yeah, for real. And we didn't even know what was going on. And then the, you know the, what I'm saying? the nerve to say, oh, but that's you. That you lost you, because you, of you. You the fighter in the ring. I can't fight for you. Okay. So you don't deserve to coach me neither. Because I guarantee you, if we would have won. He would have been on your dick, man. On my dick. Okay. Okay. Like, yo, yeah, Bruce Crew. Da, 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 da. <laughs> the Bruce that's Crew is a team. my boy Ronnie Love. That's a, da, da, you know, yeah, he would have been talking shit. Right. And the Bruce Crew is a team for you guys don't know. The Bruce Crew is a team that, uh, that uh, Bobby Miles kind of created, and he got a couple fighters in different weight divisions. And I was initially a part of the Bruise Crew. I'm still a part of the Bruise Crew. Um, I took a little hiatus from from the Bruise Crew, but um, I'm still a part of it. That's st- still my brothers. Um, they brought me into the sport. But that quote, that coach, quote unquote, he's not part of the Bruise Crew, okay, um, at all. Even though he wants to claim he's the leader of the Bruise Crew. You have showed you have showed no leadership qualities that can make you hold that claim, you know. So, man, it's it's crazy to think that he still is coaching after he's done this to me, after he's done this to you, after he's done this to uh, the other guy before that fought before you. Oh yeah, and really? how many other people has he done this to? Who who's to say who he's gonna do it to next? And and. When I went to a different gym, I won't I won't say who because like I said I don't want to start beef with anybody. But I went to another gym. I'm all about the beef, man. I'm, I'm fifty cent. I'm fifty cent a box. I'm okay man. with I'm beef, all about the for, beef for me, but I don't want to <laughs> cause rifts no, between no, no. Like other people. That's what it is. So, but uh, I went to this other gym. I was training there, and they asked where I trained before that, and I told them, and then we got to talking, and I told them what happened. And this guy has been in the game for a while, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I heard that he does shit like that." Mm. And and this is somebody that's like well respected, mm. you know, and re- well decorated in amateur and professional. It's like a legit guy. So if he says he's heard some shit about this coach, you know it's probably true. And it's like, damn, well, where the fuck were you before I hooked up with this dude? So so when you sit down and you actually think about it, <clears throat> who does if if you were such a great coach and you left from Church Street Boxing Gym, which is another great boxing gym, mm-hmm. um. Your stable of fighters should follow should follow you exactly wherever you are exactly right. So that says to me, you don't have no stable of fighters. I brought all, most of the fighters in that gym that are boxers. I brought them in the gym. And how many of those people are still there? Like one or two, maybe. Right. The the fighters that I brought there, they're still there off the strength of Bobby. Not <laughs> 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 like I said. Um. I brought I brought most of the fighters in there. I brought most of the most of the, the the sparring equipment and stuff in there. You know what I'm saying? So when I come when I sit down and I think about it, I say to myself, has, has this guy ever really boxed before? Yeah. That's the question that that comes to my mind. You know because I've never really asked him. And he said he wanted golden gloves, but where's your gloves at? He said in in Virginia. He said he is. Where, where's your gloves at? Where's your accolades? Where's your pictures at? Tried to look for him too. I couldn't find him. Why can I find your name in the Golden Gloves winners, and in, in VA or or DC or wherever you fought at? How come every time we at an event 
nobody knows you. Yeah. He knows nobody everybody, knows but you. nobody knows him. Nobody knows him. And mm-hmm. you know why he knows everybody? Because he tries to, he's the master at playing the game. So he acts like he's, he's such a likable person. You know, this guy is a very likable person. So he's able to to connive and, and make it look like he's bigger than what he is. But he's really not. Yeah, he, if if he's good at one thing, it's it's fitting into the it's, crowd. It's fitting in. He's fitting he, into he that can boxing fit in scene. anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. He's he's like a chameleon. Yeah, and he he can tell stories and he can just fit in anywhere. Um, you know. So I brought all all my connects and everything that I had. I brought it to the gym, and at least the last thing you guys could have did was showing up. Um, we I brought something else to the gym. Um, we I'm working with GNS Sports right now, and we're actually gonna do a collab uh with the gym off the strength of me okay um and it's just you know it's just all these resources and things that i brought to the table it it just makes me question what what do you really know as as a a quote-unquote boxing trainer who do you know Mm. how do you know them where are your credentials at and these are things that i'm that i'm gonna ask not to him per se, but to just, you know, my next trainer or whoever I decide to have in my camp, where are your credentials? Who knows you? You know, so that's pretty much it. It's one of those things that uh, I know you took a a break for a little while from boxing. I did. Just just a slight, slight break. And um, it, it was the same thing for me too. Yeah, it's like it, it takes so much out of you. Like yeah. I, I don't want to fucking. Box and man, if I wasn't if I wasn't the type of person I am, um, I that could have made me quit yeah. boxing. You know, it would um, made a lot of people quit. And you can't you can't play with 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 fighters like that. They're they're because these fighters, this is all they got. Some fighters, you know, what I'm saying, some fighters, this is their livelihood. This is something that they want to do that can take them out the hood, that can change their situation. And you over here playing around? Yeah. Only people that get pad work and get gym is is women. Women and and sometimes little kids. Yep. But none of your fighters get pad work. So, Stanley the GOAT don't get <laughs> don't get pad work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's another one of our yeah. young fighters. But, Let me tell you something about that too, about women getting pad work. I actually brought a woman in there. Um, cause she was training with me at a different gym. Yeah. And then when I stopped, uh, I was teaching there and when I stopped teaching there, she stopped coming too. And, uh, she was like, Oh, I just need a place to train since I was at this gym. Right. She came there too. And, uh, I saw her on the train recently cause I hadn't talked to her in a while. Right. And, uh, but I had told her what happened after it happened. Right. So I see her and I'm like, Oh, you still over there? And she's like, I don't know, man. Uh, his name, he's like he, he he's just he kind of must a creep. not be named. Hey, he's he's just kind of he's kind of a creep. He's man. a big creep. He's and I'm a creep. Like, I'm like, what happened? And she was like telling me all this stuff, and and then how he'd be like, oh, show up at this time. You do the and same he don't thing. Show yeah. up, show up at this time, and then he, he don't, don't show, show up. up. And then but like trying to like talk to her about like her personal life and stuff. And I'm like, yo, this is some real fuck shit. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> he's a he's he's excuse my French. He's a fuck nigga. If you look up fuck nigga in the dictionary, it's his face. <laughs> I Don't promise worry, we you. on the internet, so you could you could curse as much as you want. I, I promise you, if you look up "fuck nigga" in the dictionary, it's his face. All right, <laughs> that's no exaggeration there. So, like I said, only thing he does, you know, is he comes in there, he he trains women with fat asses, and and old people that can't do shit. 
pretty much. But your fighters, they're not getting the pad work. They're not getting what they need to get done. Yeah, We were training ourselves pretty much. You know what I'm saying? I was I was sparring. Bobby, who's who's not trying to be a trainer, he's trying to be a promoter. He was and He's also too old to Yo, Bobby's in his 80s. He can't hold pads. He can't hold pads for Man, I'm a I'm a I'm a heavyweight. 201, 201, 201 and under. Okay? It's no old 80 year old is going to be holding pads and being able to withstand those punches. My other heavyweight, he's 230. How's he going to hold pads for for a guy that's 230 pounds. And if you, like I said, if you don't have that level of commitment, then you shouldn't get on board with what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, it's serious to me. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? We, we, I'm still the Bruce crew. Uh, we still the new, the new Black Murderers Row. Uh, <laughs> you know, so that means we still knocking people out. But like I said, we just gotta, just gotta, we had to regroup reevaluate the situation and then come back come back even better you know what i'm saying and the best success the best success is is revenge revenge but revenge to the point where you doing things that people thought you needed them to do or thought that you couldn't do so i'm not mad at anybody um i just know who you are yeah and i refuse to let you waste my time and it's one of those things that uh, I, I mentioned this to you when we first started talking about this uh, way back. Is uh, if he would have just been open and said, "Look, I don't have a book. I can't uh, be at your fights. I can't do this, but I'll train you. I'll work with you, whatever." If he was open about all that shit, I'm like, "All right, cool. All right, cool. I'll find somebody else then to fulfill that role. I might work with you on the side because you know, I w- I'm, since we're both in Harlem." You know, it's it's close and convenient to exactly. get that work there. Exactly. But you know, I won't be expecting that from you. Exactly. But to claim that that's what you are, and not be that. Yeah. And not know that people have other things going on in their lives. Yeah. You had a situation going on in your life that nobody yeah. knew about. Yeah, man. You and know it's, what I'm saying? It's, it's, I come there to work. I'm not coming there to to talk about like everything Nothing that's else. happened to me. It's we, not like exactly. You know. We come there to get things done, and do what we need to do. Yeah. At the end of the day, so. It is what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? We just going to keep moving forward. Um, and what's what's that for you now? So are you, are you at a gym now? Or so are you still shopping around? I'm still kind of shopping around. Um, I'm at John's gym right now, training a little bit. In the um, Bronx. In the Bronx. Uh, that's a real fighter's doggy dog gym. That's that's um, a ass whooping. <laughs> that's that's an ass whooping. That is a gym. rough gym. But um, I'm over there at John's. A um, couple trainers in there trying to train me. Not everybody tries to be a trainer, but it's not a lot of trainers. Okay, what what we need right now is teachers. That's why it's a lack of technique in the boxing game today, um, and simple techniques like parrying the jab. Everybody's sitting here eating jabs mm-hmm. all day. You know why? Because they don't know the simplest shit, and that's to parry the jab. You know why they don't know it? Because there's nobody to teach them these things. So everybody, anybody can pick up some pads and say they're a trainer. And that's what happens. And they take a lot of fighters with natural ability and they say, oh, I'm, I'm a trainer. And it's really the fighter doing most of the work. It's exactly. not, you're not, you're not, te- these guys are not teaching these fighters any, any new wrinkles that can add to the game to make that fighter better. So I don't, I don't train with just anybody. So I'm pretty much training by myself and kind of scouting. I was, I was down in Trinity. Um, that's way downtown. Like way downtown. A guy named financial district. Right. A guy named Colin, 
uh, Colin Smith, who has a lot of good pro fighters, he was actually gonna uh, gonna gonna um, train me or whatever. Um, but I couldn't get down there because you know my schedule is kind of crazy and it's like way downtown. Um, you know, uh, Bobby actually brought Colin into the game, um, and uh, who's one of his fighters? I think uh, a guy named Brian. Sabello or something like that who's who's a good fighter um another metro kid that came up pro guy um so like i said you know it's and he mostly has pro fighters at the end of the day so if you know he can't make it to one of my amateur fights then somebody else will have to sit into my corner as well you know what i'm saying so at the end of the day if somebody sits in my corner um i mean at this point i'm like i, I, I might as well could do this by myself man you know what I'm saying? Do I really need a coach now? Just thinking about it. Do do I really need a coach? Do you feel like you're sharp enough over like at this level? I, at this level, yeah. I feel like I'm sharp enough to to do without a coach. At this level. Just to show up to these fights and fight and just to get it over with so we can get enough fights to go ahead and and do our ultimate goal. Now at the pro level, it's no way that I think that that I can just go in there without a coach, yeah, without yeah. a team, and do this, do whatever we going to do. But at the end of the day, at this level, this this level, this amateur level, we I could do it. Man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, you, you don't because most of the time with the USA boxing, they'll just put somebody in your corner. Anyway. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. it's at the end of the day, you this just need somebody to wrap your hands. Yeah, really. this is glorified sparring, pretty much. Um, with with lighter gloves. That's it. It's glorified sparring, pretty much. So I mean, the best thing to do is just go out there to do it. Go out there and do it, man. Nobody, nobody's gonna want anything as much as you want it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's gonna want any any dream you have. Nobody's gonna want to see it come to fruition more than you, mm-hmm. or maybe your mom at the end of the day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because a mother's love is something different. But at the end of the day, you just gotta go out and do it. Just say you're gonna do it and commit to it, and go out and do it. And at the end of the day. Amateur boxing, what, three three rounds, too many rounds? Yeah, it's six minutes of glory, Six man. minutes, and you can do that by just running. Just stay in shape and run. Hit the bag. Yeah. Hit the bag, man. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, every amateur fight that I watch, I've heard it said so many times before, but when you actually go to a bunch of amateur shows, you really realize it's like, they say uh, you could win every amateur fight just by throwing one-twos the entire time. The entire time. And it's so real. Like, I watch it, I'm like, Oh, you just go jab cross the whole fucking <laughs> and just march forward, just pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Don't even change up the rhythm, and you can win every. You can win the gloves like ten times. And over you know why? Time. Because it's no, it's no teachers. It's only fake trainers. Okay, it's no teachers, no teachers in this game. So then, if somebody's getting into boxing now, they're they're, they're listening to this and they're just getting into it and they want to compete and they need a teacher and a coach. What do you think they should be looking for? What are the things that they, the red flags that they should uh, be looking to avoid? And then what are the things that they should be asking, do you think? Um, hmm, that's a very good question. Um, I think it, it all comes down to real credentials at the end of the day, but not only credentials, but how is this trainer going about training you? Is he trying to change your style? Or is he taking what you do best and making it better? Mm. A good trainer doesn't doesn't change you, you know, per se. A good trainer 
uh, let me use an example. A good trainer will teach you how to write the letters. He'll teach you how to write an R and an O and an N, but he won't tell you how to sign your signature. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He'll he'll say, okay, you want to sign your name like that? Okay, but this is how you write this letter. So sign it how you want, but the technique of writing this letter needs to remain the same. So what it is is technique, 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 technique. That's what a good trainer does. A good trainer is not going to throw you in there and have you sparring before your jab is like a piston, okay? Your jab should be like a piston before you get in there and sparring because anybody, anybody could fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you slap a little baby in the head, what he going to do? He going to hit your back, back, right? Yeah. He going to hit your back. So anybody can throw punches. A good trainer is going to teach you defense because defense is a learned trait. And I think that's something that people take for granted. The, the ability that everybody knows how to throw a punch. I think some people say, "Oh, I can, I can fight with like a little bit of training." That's why you see all these like uh, these uh, blue collar boxing and shit like that, and all these guys coming down to Church Street from the financial district, coming off of their these guys uh, Wall Street jobs. Yeah, they're just flailing. These guys are horrible. Because like, well, technically, yeah, that was a punch. Right. Right. It but, was a punch. Yeah, but, but there's there's this the minutia of how to throw a punch the right way. Technique, technique, technique. I can't stress it enough how important technique is. Like you said, anybody could throw a punch. Technique and defense. We didn't start sparring until I was throwing a jab for six six months straight mm-hmm. until my jab got got where it needed to be. You know what I'm saying? And then the next part is, is running. Um, and a good trainer is not going to have you sparring hard. That's another thing. Sparring hard is not good it's not conducive to nothing you're trying to do when we spar we are sparring to apply technique 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 once again a good trainer is going to tell you like hey we're sparring for technique we're not sparring to win it's no trophies in the gym mm-hmm. so when you come in the gym you you come in to learn you know sometimes it does get heated and you have to hold your own and say, hey, we can take it there if you want to take it there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's important to have those those every now and every then. Every now and then. It's important. You know? But even when you're sparring, you know, you might land off a shot that's that's a little too hard. And and you be like, oh my bad. You, and you take you take it back down. But sometimes at those those dog eat dog gyms, you gotta you gotta brawl it out sometimes. And those are not gyms you wanna be sparring at all the time because like I said, those are not where the good trainers are at as well, you know what I'm saying? Because they have all their fighters sparring all the time, man. You know, and who knows the type of injuries you guys get. I know, exactly. I know, That's I know a big a, thing. I know a good fighter, man. I don't want to say his name, but a real good fighter, you know, and he got some pretty serious injuries, uh, you know, uh, with, with his brain. We don't really know what's going on with it per se yet, but who knows where he could have got that from. Maybe he could have got it from sparring really hard at, at, at these particular gyms with these trainers that really don't know nothing. They they don't know how to take care of their fighters, let alone teach their fighters. They don't know how to take care of their fighters. And um, these are just some things that you should be aware of. Even if you're just starting out, man, you know, you these are things that you be aware of, man. It's just technique. And even if you have never boxed before and you don't know anything, you know that you should not be sparring three three months in. Yeah. Because that's a trainer that doesn't know anything. Yeah, exactly. You, you shouldn't be sparring three months in. Uh, no matter what he says, no matter how you feel, no matter how many street fights you had and how tough you think you are. Yeah, if you're just coming off the street, no experience, no, like, 
if you've been at a couple other gyms, maybe, but like, yeah, I, I see it. Pe- people and, and people will want to do that. Uh, people will fall in one, uh, one or two camps. Either they're like, I definitely don't want to spar and they'll wait as long as they can and they'll probably wait too long. Right. Or it's like day three and they're like, all right, when can I spar? When can I spar? It's like, motherfucker, you just got yeah, here. Yeah, just slow your road, you Jack. You haven't broken in your gloves, motherfucker. <laughs> like, slow your road, Jack. All right, you're you going to get in there and we're going to see what you're about when you mm-hmm. get in there because the ring is a place you cannot lie. So however many fights you had in the street, it doesn't matter. I've seen the, the toughest dude, the toughest gangster in the street come in the ring and get his ass whooped, yeah. his ass handed to him by a nerd, okay? <laughs> <laughs> by somebody that don't got as much bodies as he got. Yeah, look, we don't have to talk about it every time I whoop your ass. In the gym, <laughs> I get it. Yo, <laughs> no, yo listen, <laughs> listen. But, I mean, you're right, man. These these guys coming in, and it's anybody that that think they tough. You get exposed out there, man. Yeah, you yeah. you really get exposed, and the ring is someplace you cannot lie. It, it, yeah, yeah. Even it's, from the even the from truest the, expression, man. even from the coaches, the coaches' corner, you can't you can't fake it. You can't fake like you've been mm-hmm. there if you've never been there. Because people that have been there, they gonna know. <laughs> Word. They gonna know. I hear you, man. Uh, so this is a part of the podcast where we send it over to Lance. Every episode where we have a guest, I give Lance an opportunity to ask a question. And if it's a good question, then he gets to ask another. Lance has never fought. He's never trained. He, maybe when he was, like, much, much younger, you said, you did, like, a little bit of, like, some martial arts, but yeah, nothing yeah. really. And n- never competed, no. Nah. So what you got for us, man? Uh, earlier you mentioned about Mayweather, and, um, you know, he's more or less, I, I regard him as, like, a marketing fight genius. I, I would say he he knows how to market himself and whatnot. Um, how has that been uh, for you specifically? Like when it comes to when you do compete, like you know, you know, like uh, is it something you found easy to do, or it's just kind of like you know, do you model it from anything uh, when it comes to that? Or you just don't, you just don't really do it. Um, well, I, we don't really. As far as fighters, I mean, I mean, I have a marketing degree, so I believe in some type of um, promotion per se, just to build up until, you know, when if you do decide to take it to a next level. So if I if I did anything, I would be on the ground level of that kind of stuff because I'm not really getting paid for fights yet, so I don't really have to worry about promoting and things like that. But, I mean, when I want my friends to come out and, and see the fights, you know, I'll put it up. You know, I'll make little clips and things here and there just to keep my following up on Instagram or Things like that, so I'm pretty much on a on a ground basis. Of that. Okay, cool, cool. And yeah. also, we're still at the amateur level, where right. you know, it's like you, to get a fight, you just basically have to sign up for a <laughs> you just fight. Get, yeah. You just got to show up. Just show you don't up have there. to be chasing anybody for a fight, really, at no. this point. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Pro level, though, which you know, we getting into that soon, Ronnie. <laughs> Pro level, baby, real soon. What else you got for us, Lance? Is that it? I guess the follow-up to that would be for, you know, I guess or, uh, what if, um, I guess, concerning marketing, what are some of the shittiest marketing you've seen for that sort of thing? Um, fighting? Yeah. Fighting. You, you know, pro, amateur, whichever level, you know. Like, you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> um, I Personally, I think that um, a lot of guys who, who prime example, right, A A B. Adrian Bronner, right? He does a lot of his antics and things like that. That's mm. it's it's shitty. 
You know what I'm saying? But we pay to see AB lose. You know what I'm saying? Because we know he's going to lose. He's so a we, heel. We pay to see. And AB is talented. Don't get me wrong. AB's very talented. But some of the things he says, trying to market himself, is very tasteless and mm. classless. And that's not the way that you want to go about marketing yourself, especially especially as a, as a black fighter. Mm. You know, you don't want to really go about calling yourself the can man and anybody can get it. That's funny, but when you say Mexicans and Africans and, and you start talking and all this stupid stuff, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Now you you crossing the line in terms of promotion that you really don't have to have to go through. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it went from it went from about billions to to um about to beat your ass pretty much. Because nobody really likes A B anymore. So they always they always coming at his name now and spinning it off in a worse way now. You know what I'm saying? Whereas opposed to if AB would have just kept it pretty humble and fought his fight instead mm. of talking and all that stuff, then maybe, you know, his, his fan base would be a little better now and people wouldn't be talking the way they right. do about him. You know what I'm saying? And and um, even Floyd. Floyd promotes, Floyd promotes his fight very well. You know what I'm saying? And the last fight he had with Conor McGregor, that pretty much promoted itself, mm. you know, because these are the two biggest trash talkers in yeah, yeah, in all sports. You know what I'm saying? Even they and they back it up with what what they do in the ring and their respective sports. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it can go either way. Pretty I think much. The, the the bigger one that goes even further than that is Mayorga, Ricardo Mayorga. Oh, because he's he's a, oh, an entire asshole. I mean, he's shit a soup. It's a thin line between marketing yourself and being an asshole. When you smack um, Shane Mosley's girlfriend's ass at mm. the press conference, oh, yeah. wow. that's. That's that's a murder where I'm from. Yeah, and, and, and she much. was like, "You need to whoop his ass now!" Like she was heated. Now we're not I'm even like, talking about boxing. We're not even talking about boxing. That's a murder. Right. Yeah. where I'm from. Okay, that's a beatdown right there. I'm I'm from the Bronx. Just in case anybody was wondering, the same place that um a boogie's from. Yes, Highbridge. Yeah, I'm I'm from the Bronx. Me I grew too. up, born and raised in Highbridge. Um, I live in Harlem now, but yeah, man, where I'm from, they they that's that's that's. Killing words, yeah, man. yeah. That's, that's killing it, actions. Done. Yeah, yeah. You slapping the girl's butt, and at the end of the day, Maroga, he was pretty funny though when, when he used to smoke the cigarettes smoke and things like face. that. Yeah, yeah. That was cool if you know whatever you want to do per se. Um, even Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury, man. Have you seen some of his press conferences? So nah. he he does the most outlandish shit. He rides. He had one press conference where he dressed up like Batman and he was <laughs> riding around on a on a tricycle. <laughs> So that might know. be some of the mental health issues. <laughs> you know, he, he, he was coked up for a little bit. Yeah, he was. I liked uh, uh, when uh, it was after the Vladimir fight when he like took off his shirt. He's like, you got beat by a fat guy. And he's like rubbing <laughs> his stomach. He's a big, and he's, he's, he looks a little bit out of shape. So he's like rubbing his stomach and shaking his face. Like, you got beat by a fat fucking <laughs> Yo. That was great. That was great. But yeah. then there's some guys that, yeah, they take it too far. They take in, it way too in far. In MMA, there's a guy named uh, Colby Covington. Mm. And he was the uh, UFC interim welterweight champion. And uh, when he won the interim championship, it was in Brazil. Mm. And this dude, he's white. Mm. He uh, After the fight, 
they give him the mic, say, how do you feel? And he goes, I cannot wait to get out of this fucking dirty country. All of your wow. people are fucking filthy. Wow. It's like a bunch of criminals and rats. Uh, wow. I'm going to bring this belt back to Donald Trump and uh, where he's going to make America great. Like, he just went full heel. He got like, <laughs> turned like entire uh, asshole. And since then, everybody has hated him and wanted him to just fucking die. And it's one of those things like, what the fuck are you doing? What man? are you doing, bro? What are you doing? You could have just like, you you just had an amazing victory over a talented fighter, and then you still got to stay in Brazil. You still got to travel from the in venue Brazil. to the airport. Yeah. Brazil is yeah. very. That's a very poor cap- country. That's yeah. murder, murder, murder capital. capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they yeah, they like, would shoot you for nothing. Granted, they, I don't think he's going through the favelas or anything like that. But yo, somebody yo, will find you'd him. be surprised. <laughs> yeah. They be man. Yeah. Even in the even in the the, the wealthy areas of Brazil, it's it's, it's, it's just like yo, you said something about Brazil. We all have to fuck you up. We all have to fuck you up. Yeah, they 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 are we not with the we fucks, might even man. Shoot, we might even shoot you. Yo, for real. Just because, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's crazy though, man. Yeah, man. Yo, he I didn't know he did <laughs> he that. He has some balls out of yo. He has some balls. He and must he, have been riding through an armored truck, man. If he. No, that. so here's the thing. He's a pussy because they had a uh, uh, UFC event later on that um, he was there. Uh, like he wasn't fighting, but he was like uh, like there for like this, this some sort of event. And uh, there was a Brazilian heavyweight named Fabricio Verdum. And uh, I think the event was in Australia because he had a souvenir boomerang with him. Mm. And I guess they exchanged some words and... The Brazilian Fabricio Verdum throws the boomerang at him and mm. punched him in the face. Mm. And instead of backing up what he said, like, oh, fuck all y'all, I would kill, you know, he called the cops. Like, oh, bitch. he's so. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> he, he and he wanted to, to press assault charges and everything. Yeah, so he got exposed. So everybody's like, oh, you a pussy. Oh, you talk yeah. a lot of shit, but you actually a pussy. He, so He's off in the middle. Got yeah, it. Yeah, man. Uh, so uh, before we wrap up, real quick, the fight last weekend. Oh, man. man. Listen. <laughs> what what do we say about Anthony Joshua? I mean, listen, man. AJ is my guy. You know what I'm saying? I've always loved AJ. Even in, in the Olympics when he was coming up, he that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? But what I think, I think that AJ's a little bit too muscular. And um when when he looked a little gassed in the fight. Mm-hmm. And I mean that upset is up there with, with Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson. 11 to like 1 underdog. 11 to 1 underdog. That's crazy. And nobody nobody thought Andy Ruiz was going to come in and, and knock TKO AJ. Mm-hmm. It's worse to get TKO. Um, we expect a knockout to happen in the heavyweight division. These guys are 200 plus throwing punches. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Any punch can be your last punch in the heavyweight division. But... When AJ came out there, he just, you know, AJ looked a little bit too big. He came out there kind of, kind of cold. He wasn't really sweating too much. Yeah, he was uh, he, dry. He, yeah. He, he was dry. He wasn't warmed up. And as a fighter, you got, you guys got to get warmed up before mm-hmm. you even go out there. Break a little bit of a sweat. Yeah, You're not trying to like sweat. tie yourself out, but just sweat just a, little a little bit. Sweat. Yeah. And um, you know, AJ, he was a little bit over muscled, and he came in there. Um, and when you're too big in terms of boxing. It takes more oxygen to to fuel those muscles, to throw those punches and things like that. So people look at Andy Ruiz and they be like, "Oh, he's a fat boy. Like, hold my beer. Watch, watch me take all these belts." Nah, it wasn't really like that. Andy Ruiz is actually a very capable fighter. 
And he's um, been around the he's, cusp. He's been around. He has, he, has, he has a lot more experience than, than what AJ has. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, in nobody... The pros, in the pros. Right, in the pros, yeah. in the pros. But at the end of the day, nobody really expected that to really go down, how it went. And he, I mean, he got TKO. That's yeah, getting and, blown and he, out the water. He got water. dropped several times. So yeah, he got dropped, he got dropped the, four times. They both got dropped in the third. AJ AJ dropped him. Yeah. Ruiz came back in, in clear Mexican-style fashion and was swinging for defenses after that. And Ruiz has pretty fast hands, Yeah, which a lot of people don't know. You know what I'm saying? But you, to, to box, you don't have to be muscular. Um, and boxing, speed is power. Mm-hmm. Speed is power. So the, the quickest line you take to the target the fastest the quickest way is has more power than the guy who's who's big and muscular Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and you know this is kind of the classic story of what happened with aj and at the end of the day nobody believed that the fight was going to go how it went besides andy ruiz yeah what i i can tell you once i saw him get clipped in the third and dropped I was like, oh, this is going to be a long night for AJ. Mm. And it wasn't just that he got dropped and then it was like like a lucky punch. It's like he got dropped so many times. And even before that, before the seventh, he was winning rounds. Mm. I, I mean, they said he was, was up. Winning rounds, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so this was like a clear cut, like, oh, shit. So now it's everybody saying, well, did he take the fight seriously? Yeah. And he could have. Maybe he, he was really training hard. Maybe he, he wasn't. But I think that kind of takes away from what Andy Ruiz did. Like, don't it, make it an does. excuse for AJ. It does. He got beat. AJ got beat. Um, I think AJ needs to work on, on a little bit more head movement. Um, like I said, he was eating all these jabs, man. Yeah. At the pro level, these guys don't know how to defend against the jab. And it's so important for a teacher. At the pro level, you can't defend against a jab, and yeah. you the taller fighter. And when he get when he got clipped too, this is the big thing for me. When he got hurt, he just shelled up. He didn't move. He didn't clinch. He didn't try to fight back to at least disrupt the rhythm to get to make a space for an opening to get away. He just shelled up. He just put those arms up and just kept on absorbing punches. It's like yo, those gloves, you know, are, are padded. Yeah, but. His fists, like you're still gonna feel that and that, that power. That comes with experience as well. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the pro level experience when you learn the different tricks to try to, you know. And at the end of the day, I'm not saying that that AJ is a an amateur boxer. By no means is he an amateur boxer. But the experience level, the difference was was clearly, it was clearly visible mm-hmm. during that fight. Yeah. And um, you know, it's just unfortunate now. Andy Ruiz kind of shakes up the he- the heavyweight division, and really he holds all the cards because they want to do a rematch with with Andy immediately, mm-hmm. right? But Andy he don't have to fight AJ if he don't want to. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He yeah. he doesn't have to. So now I guess what's the best thing for for Ruiz to do now? Like I think the the rematch does great on pay per view. I think I think for as far as the amount of money that it generates. It does a tremendous amount. Mm. Uh, does it do more than him trying to fight one of the other big two heavyweights? Whether it's uh, well, um, we know Wilder is stuck with Ortiz. So, assuming he gets past Ortiz, assuming he gets past Ortiz, because Ortiz had Wilder on Dream Street in that seventh round, and Wilder kind of got the the old championship 
extra seconds kind of thing to recover and clear the cobwebs up. But Wilder can't really take a punch either, honestly. And um, you don't really see Wilder get hit too much because a lot of these guys are scared and they don't know how to contend against a jab or against a long-rangey fighter like Wilder. Because at the end of the day, Wilder's just lining you up for that right hand. He has no real boxing ability in terms of technique-wise. He's he's relying on that right hand. If he and, could, if he could he add t- a good left hook on top of that, when he man, t- he no. hit he hit Tyson Fury with a nasty left hook well, yeah. going down, um, when he knocked him down and Tyson and Fury got up like but it was the Undertaker. a punch before that that dropped him. Right, right? The, yeah. the right hand dropped him and he clipped him with the left hook, yeah. and then Fury still got up like the Undertaker. We all know <laughs> that that story. <laughs> but but man, just to, just to see that. It's just crazy, man. And Wilder, he has a lot of – he doesn't even listen to Mark Breland, man. Mark Breland is a five-time Golden Glove champ. Not only that, but he was one of the best fighters in the 80s, man. Mm-hmm. And Wilder's jab is not like a piston jab. It's more he paws like it out lunge, there yeah, trying he, to measure you. He does that it's, or he lunges. He lunges. Him, his stance is really wide. When he has you hurt, he smothers his punches and things like that. So, and honestly, I didn't like what he said about AJ when when AJ lost. And it's yeah, not because yeah. I'm a I'm an AJ fan or whatever like that. But I didn't like what he said. You know, he he should have kept it classy. Like yeah, like yeah. Fury. It goes back to what we were saying before about Adrian Bron- Broner and right, these other and, guys. And like, told you had an opportunity, and yeah, yeah. Like just keep it keep it classy, bro. Because you guys do the do the exact same thing. You know what I'm saying? So now, who knows? Because you might have been talking how you've been talking. Ortiz may come in there and spoil it for you. Yeah. That that being and said, and really I humble still, yourself. Yeah. That being said, I still think Wilder washes uh, AJ right now. Wilder kills AJ right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, AJ has to he he got to contend with that jab, and he has to learn how to move his head. Those TKOs that that Ruiz got, those would have been lights out night night if yeah. Wilder would have. Would have hit him because that Wilder right hand is, it's a wrecking ball. Yeah, absolutely. it's a wrecking ball. He has he has power that we have not seen in a very long time, and you have to give him credit for for, yeah. for him being naturally powerful. But I want to see a little more technique, technique from Wilder yeah, because yeah. he's very tall and rangy. Imagine if he had a, a nasty jab. Yeah. Like AJ, I think is the best pure boxer. He's of the them best all. pure boxer. Uh, of, Actually, of I think I think Tyson Fury is the best pure boxer. You think so? Yeah, Tyson he 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 moves well for a big guy. He has a lot of feints in there. He does. Man. I think I think that's more of like tricks. Like he's he's crafty. He's like crappy. the way Bernard Hopkins was crafty. Like towards the end of his career, like he was just like, oh, uh, he's tricky as shit. Yeah. I think he he has he could set a lot of traps. I think for just pure like I throw like these technique. punches like very well. Yeah, AJ has that in spades. Yeah, but this isn't the amateurs. Like right. you said, this is pro boxing. Right. So it's gonna be interesting to see what Ruiz chooses to do next, man. I mean, if I was Ruiz, I wouldn't take a. I would fight Big Baby. <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> you know, think what I'm so? I would fight Big Baby just just to fight him. Right. Uh, after, after I get Big Baby out of there, then I'll decide. If I want to give AJ a rematch, but he got to come with some serious paper, man. Because I'm the I'm the man with the shot now. I I got the belts. I call the shots. So if you're not coming with fifty or more, I don't have to run it back with you. I really don't. Well, I think yeah that the 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 money on the on the line has to be a big thing. But I think it, he's taking a risk by fighting uh, Big Baby because 
he's not as big of a draw. He's not as big so as a draw. So he's not going to get the money that he needs or that he deserves right now. I think... But uh, I don't think he should go into another hard one right now. He got he to gotta go into the easy one. Just just to, just to defend the belt and have it longer than Stavern, okay? <laughs> <laughs> have, have the belt longer than Stavern, you know? And yeah, then, I got you. And then we can see what happens after that. We will see. We will see, man. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate it, man. I think it was uh, great that you talked about all the stuff you did. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you online, whether it's on Instagram or like any other projects you have coming up. Let them know. So, hey, guys, you can follow me on Instagram. That's Ronnie, R-O-N-N-I-E dot love. Um, on Instagram, that's that's my only handle right there. I got Twitter, too. Um, Twitter is Sandman love that's my boxing nickname they call me the sandman um you know we putting people to sleep that's that's what the sandman does so that's why they call me the sandman um and yeah man follow me man i i talk i talk a lot of boxing i talk a lot of trash but tasteful trash right but but you know i'm, I'm a good person to follow man so we got a lot of things coming up we got a collab with gns um we got the New York boxing tournament coming up in Brooklyn, uh, July sixth. So we'll be fighting in that. Are you you fighting? In that? Yeah, I'm gonna fight in that. And um, and then the rest, man, just follow the journey, man. Thank you so much, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Super Upper Punch. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, and don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast rate us five stars please leave reviews leave comments and uh, if you have any questions about the show any comments or anything you think might be a good idea as far as uh, potential guests or things we could do better please message me man i'm always open to hear what you guys think and also we take viewer emails or listener emails at super upper punch um super upper punch at gmail.com uh thank you again ronnie thank you lance and for everybody out there thank you for listening it's been another episode of super upper punch peace